You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Heralded as Pittsburgh's Lady of the Blues, Miss Freddie got her start singing in church. This full-time nurse began singing professionally in 1996 and currently fronts two different bands. Her latest single, Wade in the Water, is from her forthcoming gospel CD scheduled for later this year. Miss Freddie is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Well, hello, Miss Freddie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, we we get to talk to all kinds of um, people with all kinds of different music. I don't get to talk to a lot of blues artists, so this is going to be a real treat for me, too. Um, you, you are in Pittsburgh, correct? Yes, that's right. Has that been home for you your whole life? Yes, born and raised okay. along the Appalachian Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> where cool. it's cold. <laughs> so, um, are you uh, obviously a singer? Are you a musician as well? Do you play an instrument? I am just a a singer, musician. I don't play an instrument. I sing for two bands, which are my band. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you're more than just a singer, but I was just curious if you, if you play an <laughs> instrument as well. So, <laughs> um, when did, uh, take us back a little bit. When, when did, when did singing, um, uh, when did that become something that you were excited about and, and had a chance to, to do that as a younger person? Oh yeah. When I was a kid in the neighborhood, there was a couple of us that would just get together and sing whatever the latest of what we like. And then one Christmas, my mom, uh, she got me a plastic pink microphone, you know, that was connected to a, looks like a, I don't know what it was. I guess it was supposed to be a speaker or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I started singing with some friends and then about 15, I joined a local church choir, mm-hmm. and I did my first solo. Oh, my God, Greg, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, <come laughs> I was on. embarrassed. My stage fright, oh, yes, my stage fright, like, went through the roof after that. Yeah. And then as the years, yeah, and as the years went on, I just, you know, sang in uh, church choirs, whatever church, you know, that I attended. Uh, and then I really didn't get into doing what I'm doing until 1996, I audition for my very first band so and got to sing solo again right <laughs> yeah kind of and it was kind of weird because the guy that i was dating was a bass player uh, okay. and one night he, he heard me sing acapella silent night i love silent night and I, I was singing it to my youngest you know uh-huh. to put him to sleep uh-huh. and he's like i didn't know you could sing and i said well i didn't know i could sing either <laughs> and he said, we're looking for, you know, a singer for a band. And I'm, I hesitated. And I said, oh, and he convinced me. Yeah. And so I went to audition, and the band was in one room, and they had a 100-foot cord. And I took that cord, you know, the mic, went in the bathroom. Oh, my. <laughs> closed the door, turned on the water, and started singing. And wow. here I am today. Wow. <laughs> that is probably the most unique story I've heard. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, well, so uh, going from 
young girl stage fright thinking you'll never sing again to singing in a bathroom and and now you've uh, uh, been acknowledged quite a bit for your uh, vocal ability and uh, several several awards and nominations and all kinds of cool stuff here in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's um, it, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a wonderful experience. Um, I've gotten to meet even not only more musicians locally and, and have a chance to do uh, some projects with a lot of local musicians, but also regional. And um, I've met a couple national acts along the way that I've opened up for. And, and it was just nice. And I'm going to tell you, I have, you know, I've met some very, very nice people. And I'm a nurse by trade. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you are in the world of music, right. you'd be surprised. Musicians are just your average, everyday person, people. Yeah. And um, it, it just kind of shocked me, you know, because uh, I have my favorite Raging Cajun man, Tap and Wah, and I got a chance to meet him a couple years ago. And cool. I'm telling you, talking to him, he came and did a local show here. And t- I, I stayed. I said, I have to touch his hair and talk to him. So I got to touch his hair. <laughs> That's cool. He said, go ahead. I said, what do you use? And he doesn't, you know, he yeah. told me he doesn't use the product. I'm like, wow. And we got to talk, and it was very, very nice to talk to him. He was down to earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was an experience. So, um, yeah, it's just been it's just been one opportunity after another, and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful to the fans, my family, my friends, my bandmates, and people, you know, that I've become friends with that are musicians, you know, throughout the tri-state area, California, pretty much all over the United States. So it's been wonderful. I am very appreciative. Have you been a um, nurse the whole time, full-time? Is is this uh, singing and playing in your band side side venture or have you been able to do that as a full-time thing well i'm a nurse full-time i've been a nurse for a very long time even before i started um before i joined my first band in 96 okay so um so that's because you know their health insurance i need health insurance to take care of the family and me yeah but you know i've actually i tried to keep the two separated that that does not happen. It, you cannot do that. At least I couldn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting because the work that I'm doing now, a lot of the patients that have, that, you know, come in the clinic, you know, throughout because I've been in this job, current job for two years, and some of them, a couple of them looked at my lab coat and saw the way I spelled my name, and they're like, you know, there's a singer named Miss Freddie that spells her name just <laughs> like <cool>. you do. <laughs> and I have to laugh. And I'm like, well, I am Miss Freddie. Yeah. And they're pickled pink, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's cool. It, it's just, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I, I can't escape it. I can't separate the two. I read where you have a lot of causes that you uh, lend your voice to as well, musically, and, and your support. And I... Um, I'm sure that you uh, really get to see a different side of people when you when you perform in that environment. Oh, absolutely! And it started um, probably 
maybe afterwards. Uh, I'm a breast cancer survivor twice. Mm, okay. And, uh, you know, and I've done, I actually put together a charity event. And then after that, you know, there's other um, organizations that have asked me for autism because my youngest is on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the homeless veterans, I've done shows um, for our uh, local VA Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I I love going shows. Um, they have the butterflies ceremony. They've had actually uh, a pre- um, organ donor appreciation day um, for the recipients and, you know, in memory of the donors. And um, so, and there's a big event called Pink Day in Leechburg, Pennsylvania that um, I want to say this is the 11th year. They couldn't do it last year because of the pandemic. Right. But I've been on board doing that because of breast cancer. And through American Cancer Society, uh, there's one, a couple local Relay for Life that I just volunteer. You know, mm-hmm. my bands and I, we volunteer our time. And That's great. we go perform for people. Yeah, so I, I, I love doing that. I love doing it. And I'm not just saying it because I'm being interviewed. I People, you can ask some friends who know me. I And I get I feel kind of guilty sometimes, Greg, because people know me. I think they've gotten to know me. These people that reach out to me are right. hurt. Sure. And they're like, Miss Shredding, we have this event going on, and here's how I, I feel guilty. They'll say, but I know you're busy, but I just figure I try to ask them. I'm like, yeah. oh, Lord, <laughs> I have to maneuver my schedule. And you know what? I, I, I could probably come on my hand, my one hand, how many times I had to turn down Wow. Um, doing an event for charity because of my schedule. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't always measure um, success in dollars. You know, there's so many people that um, uh, that are in in dire straits that uh, appreciate the opportunity to have a distraction every once in a while. And and if you can do what you do and help raise money for those events, uh, you know, even better. So I, I applaud you for that. That is so awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and, you know, even we have the Center for Victims here um, that they've put on, you know, some charity events that I volunteered. And there was a a gentleman who was my former PR uh, guy, but he passed away. Actually, it's the year. I believe it was this month or last month he passed Mm -hmm. away. James Buckley, I called him JB. He was a musician. Mm -hmm. He was a great musician. I said, I've never seen anybody move like you on the stage. I don't know how you're doing that. And um, he passed away, you know, unexpectedly. But he would put on an event called um, Thing to Stop the Violence, it's, you know, to raise awareness and money for um, right. domestic violence. Mm, so, yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. How did you settle on blues? And do you have... Um uh, a particular genre or style, flavor of blues that you prefer? Well, my growing up, my mom listened to blues and my dad listened to country. Okay. And, you know, I'm this teenager caught in the middle and it's like, oh, come on, you know, how about listening, you know, I'm I'm that Aretha Franklin, Supreme. Oh, yeah. Okay. But then, <laughs> you know, that's my thing, or Simon and Garfunkel or the Beatles. Wow. I mean, I was <laughs> all cool. over the map. Yeah. 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 yeah, listening to all kind of music growing up. But then, you know, when I joined the, um, my very first band 25 years ago, um, they were a blues band. And I know I had dated a guy before I was really into jazz. And, I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, jazz is cool. Um, but blues, this was my very first real exposure, like, you know, hearing it live. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how I got, and I loved it. And um, the band leader, who was my mentor, um, he's passed away since, since um, in 2006, Big Al. Mm-hmm. Big Al Levitt. He said, you know, he said, you've got that voice. And he told me, you know, go listen to Coco Taylor and go listen. He he gave me different um, influences. Right. And I already knew who Etta James and Billie Holiday was and sure. Sarah Vaughn. So I started listening to Coco Taylor. And I love Coco Taylor. Make sure rest in peace. Man. And so that those are my biggest influences. And I, I absolutely love what they did, that Chicago style. Mm-hmm. Um, Etta James kind of did that. Chicago, West Coast, like she combined everything. So I've dabbled into doing that Chicago style, West Coast, you know, jump blues style. And then I actually have my own style called Pittsburgh Blues. So whenever I leave, you know, go outside of Pittsburgh and sing, and I tell people where I'm from, they're like, Pittsburgh doesn't know anything about blues. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you're looking at somebody from Pittsburgh, yeah, who, yeah, you know, and yeah. I said, we have a lot of blues. So, yeah, my style, I like the, the style of Big Mama Thornton, Etta James, and Coco Taylor. Okay. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because you, you can relate to it, you can dance to it, because I've done blues dances, oh my gosh, for, oh, really? for like 10, 15 years now, okay. local and out of state. Okay. And I'm telling you, I, I tell people, wow, you all really can dance to the blues. Yeah. And yeah. I, I absolutely love it. It's fun. Yeah. So what makes... You call it Pittsburgh blues. What makes that? What's its unique twist? How how would you? How would somebody who's a, a blues aficionado know? Hmm, that's that's different. And then and then learn that it's Pittsburgh blues. Um, I have to thank my out of the two bands, my electric blues band, Miss Freddie's blues band, my guitar player. I call him G Man. Uh, Greg Castile, he has been in music a long, long time, eons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's developed his own style of playing blues guitar, and I love it. Um, He's well-respected in Pittsburgh, but, you know, he's so modest. He's like, okay, he's like, I'm just playing, you know, my guitar. I'm playing my feeling. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it's, it's not rock. It's probably a combination of, if you want to do some, um, you know, probably like maybe combining Chicago style, maybe a little Delta, mm-hmm. um, and maybe, maybe a tad bit of that West Coast jump jive. Okay. And he combines that, and it's just, you know, I just can't believe it. He he. It's a wailing kind of a thing, but then at the same time, when he's playing, you know, he's playing the wailing, but it's like you're dancing to it. So okay. that's, that's how cool. I would describe it. I, I haven't come up with a name. All I can call it is the you know Pittsburgh Blues. That's okay, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> so you've got um, a new a new single. I'm assuming you're working towards a new record, and this is going to be mm-hmm. a little bit different gospel right yes um for the last several years um with my acoustic band miss freddie film cooking band what i've been doing is i've been singing that single anyway 
just because it came out of, you know, people, when are you, you do blues, um, when are we going to hear some gospel? And I was like, that's interesting. So I've done a couple uh, with the band, but um, this single that came out um, a few months ago, uh, it came out because of a uh, singer, well, singer-songwriter, uh, musician, Mike Morgan from mm-hmm. Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he actually approached me because a promoter from Ohio recommended me. He was looking for a blues singer who can do gospel. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I always said, what's the difference? <laughs> I said, what is the difference? You know, but there, there is. There yeah. is difference. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. what you sing, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. sometimes the style can be very different. And so Mike uh, called me, and at first I thought it was a CD project he was on. He just wanted me to, you know, put some vocals on it. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm, I want to do a single, and I want to feature you, and he said, I want you to pick a spiritual, and I'm like, what? Mm. I've never done a single. I'm like, Mm. this is new for me. So I chose Wayne in the Water because, you know, in this, you know, in these times, these times are uncertain. Right, right. It's a time out of a time, a certain time out of a time, and Wayne in the Water is the type of song that I, so this is my opinion, People have different opinions on, you know, what the song means to them. But I said, this is a song that you can lead people, you can get them to think. Right. You're going through all these times, this is what's going on. Yeah. So that's how, yeah. you know, I chose Wade in the Water. And it was me, Kim Parent from Nashville, Tennessee. She put her background vocals on, and Jay Vernali, he did the arrangement. I love the way he played. He added some Hammond B3 and mm-hmm. some piano, and... There came Wade in the water. Yeah, I I love what you what you did with it. It's it's a very um, classic but different. There's you can hear the different nuances in it, and I love that you picked that. I think early 1900s is the first time it was ever published, but I think it has has connections even uh, back into the 1800s. Uh, you know, as one of those kind of spiritual songs that was just passed down through the ages vocally before anybody decided to write it down and and begin to perform it and i've heard it performed in the bluegrass world and uh, in in Mm -hmm. the americana roots world and and, but obviously a very very cool classic spiritual song so um the singles out is it attached to an album that's on the way for you um it is out it is out um on its own but i will um i have a project that uh I had started on, and it's my gospel CD. It's actually going to be a root gospel CD because it's going to have a combination of gospel and some root blues. Oh, good. Okay. And it's all going to be tied into one, and uh, Wade in the Water will be on that CD, so I'm excited about that. When when uh, is that expected to be out? I am hoping to have it out uh, before the end of summer. Okay. Awesome. Seems like August is always my time to release something, yeah. and, I, and I've done that. <laughs> I've, I've done that uh, with the single and my uh, my second album. I, I've done that, so August is the time to start releasing things. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what does it look like when you can get back out and and play publicly and share some of this music with your with your fan base will you move out of the pittsburgh area to play or, or are you more regional when you guys perform well i know before the pandemic i was actually um doing tri-state 
and then we have ventured to um, Memphis, and we've gone to the state awesome. of Indiana yeah. um, to perform. So this year, and I and we were uh, between the two bands. I was performing every weekend. Wow, cool! And then I had to make myself. You have to take off a weekend. You can't do no work, no nurse, no music, no right. nothing. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to do that. It is. But uh, this year, yeah, it, it is. But in doing festivals, but this year um, we're doing uh, out my electric blues band. We're doing outdoor shows, and we've got about two or three shows lined up for the summertime oh, so good. far. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. With the acoustic, there is a place called Steamworks Creative, and they're following the CDC guidelines. But I've played there many a time. It's in Gibsonia, Pennsylvania. Great listening room. Cool. A uh, lot of musicians have come through to play there. And so with my acoustic, you know, we'll do a two-hour show. And I've got, and it's going to be once a month starting in April, and I'm excited oh, about great. that. So I that get to... Cool. Do some, yeah, roots, blues, and a little bit of gospel, and um, following the CDC guidelines, you know, keeping safe, the distancing. So I'm excited about that. Check out, yeah, people should check out Steamworks Creative. Uh, it's uh, run by John Vento, and um, I'm just very excited that we're able to do that safely. Sure. Yeah, we got to talk to John a couple weeks ago, so that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So if people want to check out the new single, they want to check out some of your earlier recordings, what's the best way to get in touch and, and check out that music? Well, they can find my music on Amazon, iTunes, CD Baby. Check me out on Spotify. Go to YouTube. Type in Miss Freddy, M-I-S-S-F-R-E-D-D-Y-E. Check me out there. And, you know, they can find me on, on social media, you know, also. My website, MissFreddy.com. Um, I'm on, I think it's called, well, it's spelled P-E-F-O-M-A. Go on there, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Well, this has been fun, Miss Freddie. I enjoyed um, learning more about your, your story and how all of this came together for you, and we certainly wish you well with it moving forward. Oh, thank you so much. I hope to come back, um, you know, real soon because I'm getting ready to release another single um, in the next couple months. And, you know, I, I know everybody out there, you will absolutely love it. Um, I know I love it, and, you know, I'm just putting, like, some final touches on it, and, you know, I'm awesome. just I'm so excited. Yeah, well, great. Well, we'd love to talk about that again when you get it out. That's so cool. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 